Yo, yo, and welcome to the Professor Jones and the Digs podcast. My name is Dave Jones, and I am the professor. My name is Danny Jones. I'm known as the Digs. Professor Jones is a podcast dedicated to the art of film and cinema. Every month, we choose a certain theme and pick three movies within that theme. Every week, we break down one of those movies for our movie of the week. This week, we are continuing with football month in pretty much everybody's favorite football movie, Remember the Titans. We are the Titans, we are the Titans, mighty, mighty Titans. Did it ever, did it ever bug you that they said everything twice? Oh yeah, yeah. I guess a little bit. Yeah, like when they do it, it just seems it seems like they're overstating everything. Just the lazy first, the on first the right side. Yeah, it's like why wouldn't you just go through each one? I don't know. Could be like we are the Titans and we are awesome, mighty. You know, it's like <laughs> I felt like so they were probably like, is it long enough? And they're like, no, let's just double everything up. Let's just double say everything all the twice. <laughs> double it up, double it up. We'll get it going. So it'll work out perfectly. The, fa- and the um, fans, but the fans love it though, don't they? <laughs> the fans love it. It's easy to remember. They only got about four lines. We are the Titans. We are the Titans. Mighty, mighty Titans. So, uh, But sidebar, excellent dancing. Excellent dance moves, though. They, the they choreography really was phenomenal. They're like the Spartans going to Thermopylae there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> the Spartans uh, going to Thermopylae. I know, but we are, uh, yes, we're going to be talking, remember the Titans, which is an awesome flick, but before we even get into it, let's, let's just start in on the bro down because I think that there's some, uh, particularly relevant news mm-hmm. to go over. Um, so let's, no, let's, let's get, let's get the big one out of the way first. Yeah. Yeah, you go so, ahead. uh, we talked last week about how Colin Trevorrow was, uh, let go or fired from his position as the director. He was fired. He was fired. <laughs> Dude, yeah, because you know, some random guy at a bar told you. <laughs> I actually have some more some more stuff today to talk about from the random guy. So Same guy? Same guy. Get ready for this. Gosh, should we just Ooh. get him as a guest or something? I know, right? Jeez. He's like, uh, we're, we're going to have him on the show and we'll do a video. And it's going to be like those, uh, like those crime <laughs> shows that you watch. And they have the guy sitting in a dark room with his face kind of blacked out. And he's talking, and he has like a low voice, like and they like pitch his voice. <laughs> In <down>. a world, <laughs> yeah. So I know that uh, Colin Trevorrow got fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the silhouette. Silhouette. Uh, anyway. For some reason, I my mind went to V for Vendetta. Just give us a piece of information, anything. Uh, oh boy. All right, so. <laughs> But Colin Trevorrow's gone, and uh, we didn't really have to wait that long to figure out. I know we were speculating as to who would be the director for episode nine, and we went with J.J. Abrams. Um, And my feelings about it, I I just breathed a big sigh of relief. I mean, that's fine with me. You know, I think that episode seven was incredible, and we all loved it. And it'll be nice to have J.J. Abrams back back at the helm and kind of finish this thing off the yeah. right way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I, you go ahead. It's, it's one of those moves that I, it's not like I'm necessarily – it doesn't excite me any more than I already was. It's not like that just got me amped. It just made me feel, okay, cool. That's, that sounds good to it me. It made you feel comfortable. Yeah, I felt very A comfortable. A more stable. But, you know, but somebody like Ryan Johnson doing episode eight, 
I am so excited to see what he does with it. With J.J. Abrams, I feel like I know what I'm going to get. And it's going to yeah. be on the same lines of Episode 7, which and is we're, fine. Yeah, and we're happy with that. It's like, yeah. you know, J.J., you know he's not going to stray too far away. He's not going to... He's definitely not going to ruin it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Episode 7 was incredible. I think Ryan Johnson is going to have a very creative, awesome look at Episode 8. And then I think now with J.J. at the helm of Episode 9, it's just going to kind of, you know, finish off really nice. Um, I think he'll finish it strong, so... That was exciting this week for me. When I read that, yeah, it was just a big sigh of relief. It's not like I was, it's not like I threw a party or anything, but um, yeah, it made me, definitely made me happy. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. J.J. Abrams, I'm so down. So I think that he's, he's really the guy to do it. It, there, there is just this lingering um, <clears throat> feeling of what could have been, you know, if there, if there was another director, because that's how we saw the original trilogy is yeah. that it went George Lucas, Irvin Kirshner, Richard Marquand. And so you have three different directors. Obviously, Irvin Kirshner was just the best and killed it. George Lucas had his original vision of what the script should be. And say what you want about the fourth movie. Um, but it's it's an amazing it's an amazing movie. You know, there's, yeah. There's, yeah. you can say what you want about George Lucas and the way he directed his other movies. But with that one, he did a great job. Um, it was original. But then... Yeah, exactly. And then episode six is kind of, uh, you know, there's there's some problems with it, but overall, it's a it's a sick flick. Uh, so I I don't know. I there is a curiosity as to what could have been, but if I'm they would have totally gotten cool. somebody else, yeah, had they gotten some other person, but I don't know who that is, and I'd rather we just play it safe, yeah, than go with and, somebody random. And, and I think and, Kathleen Kennedy and Disney, you know, probably had the same exact feeling. I kind of mm-hmm. wanted M. Night Shyamalan, to be honest. I wanted some big twist at the end. Oh, my gosh. Maybe Luke Skywalker was an alien the whole time, or he was a girl or something. This was all and, Luke's dream in the back to tank in episode five, And actually. he wakes up. Yeah, um, and he wakes up. And, and everybody's zombies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no, that bites. Um, no, but <laughs> this, I mean, this could be an entire thing anyway, but... Do you think M.I. Shyamalan's coming back? Did you see Split? I did not see Split. And that's... Did you see it? Yeah, it was really good, but it's not... I'm never gonna... I never want to watch really it It was really good? Yeah, it was really good. It's really? not... I'm not saying it's amazing or anything, but it was... It was. Well, wait. What defines really good? Because really good and amazing are very similar in my... Okay, here, here's the deal. Did you see Get Out? Uh, I did not see Get Out either. Okay, Get Out was amazing. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, did you see Super Troopers? <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you see Did you see Super Troopers? Did you see Starship Troopers? <laughs> no, 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 I did not. No, uh, no, well, Split was. I would say that I really, really enjoyed watching Split the first time because it was very, very intriguing. But then once you know the ending of the movie, you're good. You don't need to ever see that movie again. I'm it's okay. a, I'm I'm set on split, but it was an awesome time the first time I saw it. Okay, so cool. that's that's the way I the way I look at it. You know, something like Signs or The Sixth Sense, I can watch again and again and actually. You can watch. I would say I those, I, I'd say more so with Signs, The Sixth Sense. Now that we recently watched it, I feel like give me a couple years probably. No, that's a good point. I'm 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 all set on Sixth Sense for a while. Yeah. But I could watch The Village every night or The Happening. 
Do you not like the village? God, we're going into a total like ha- or M Night Shyamalan sidebar. But real quick, do you like the village? Uh, I wouldn't say I liked it. Like I, I remember being initially really disappointed, but I've watched it since, and I don't know, it's not bad. I actually really liked the village. I thought it was a great movie. I yeah. Everybody hates on it, and I. I haven't seen it in a long Is time. Is it Jessica but... Chastain? No, it's no. it's the girl from uh, the girl from Jurassic World. What's her name? Oh, that yeah, it's that girl. I don't know that girl's name. Oh gosh, she was in Spider Man Three too. She was Gwen. Oh Stacy. yeah, she was. She was Gwen Stacy. I feel like I should know her name. Bummer. Bummer. Oh well. All right. Well, uh, yeah. So J.J. Abrams, we're looking forward to it. Going to be. Gonna be great. So So JJ Abrams over M. Night Shyamalan. That's picking it. I yeah, I pick JJ every time. That's the newspaper. That's the newspaper <laughs> clip. <laughs> JJ Triumphs Shyamalan. <laughs> um, okay, so if we're are we moving on? Yeah, yeah, go ahead okay. and, and move on. Uh my bro down for the week is actually something I heard a couple weeks ago, and I wanted to do it last week, but then Colin Trevorrow and all that news kind of just took over. Um Martin Scorsese producing a Joker origin film that's separate from the DC universe and possibly starring Leonardo DiCaprio. That is that is huge news to me. Is this from the guy? No, this is not from the guy. No, this is this was breaking uh, entertainment news today. No, this was like a week and a half ago. You didn't see no. this? No. Oh, I miss this. Joke's on you. <laughs> uh, um, I, I mean, I've heard about this before, I feel like, but... Yeah, this is actually, like, happening now. They're just trying to find a uh, director, or maybe they already have. But so you're, wait, you're telling me that Leonardo DiCaprio is going to do a Joker origin story produced by Martin Sca- Scorsese? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't think that'll happen. Leonardo DiCaprio, I'm not sure if he's 100% signed on, but that's what the talks are right now. Martin Scorsese is 100% producing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking for a director, and Leonardo DiCaprio's in talks for the role. Man, that, I mean, that would be awesome. It sounds like a, sounds like a very fun, entertaining thing. Wouldn't that be thing. weird? I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine what that Here's, would look like. What The... What I think about that, honestly, is A, I don't think that Leonardo DiCaprio will ever actually do that. I think he'll consider it, but I don't think that he'll sign on for that. And if I'm wrong about that, I mean, I'll be, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I really don't think that he will. But B, I don't know if I want him to either. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I don't want I anybody don't... else to do the Joker anymore, man. I'm, I'm Joker out. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know? like, yeah, sure. You know, if somebody came along and did an awesome version of it, I'm not going to say no to it, but let's, come on, let's refocus our efforts and let's get some put, our, put our time into something on. something good here, you know? Heath Ledger knocked it out of the park. Leto tried, and if he was given some more scenes and stuff, uh, maybe it would have been great. I know he's going to be in a couple more films, so we'll see how those are. But it's just like, okay, the Joker is... The Joker's done for me right now, but I mean, but then, you know, on the other hand, Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese, it's like, well, 
whoa, though, <laughs> you know, this is that's that's huge. Like everything that they've done together has been brilliant. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I say take the jokers out, reshuffle the deck and deal again. That's, oh, that's what I'm yeah, going to say. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, man of spades. I like it. Uh, call yeah. a spade a spade. It's what it is. Uh, man, I don't, I don't know though. I'm kind of, I'm getting burnt out on superhero stuff anyway. Like I am too. I am too. I don't really care as much. Like if somebody says that the joke, especially the joker, you yeah. know, if you tell me something's coming up with the bat or with Batman or the Joker or I mean most DC stuff anyway, but I'm just like okay. Whatever. Well the thing is, I wouldn't be burnt out on superhero movies if if they were just done well. I feel like Marvel is still doing pretty darn well. But as far as DC in that universe, if I hear anything about a Batman film or I mean I I honestly I still haven't seen Wonder Woman. So that needs to happen sometime soon. Um, but when I hear anything about the DC universe, like the Aquaman standalone film, I just don't have, I don't have faith anymore. I just don't. Mm-hmm. With Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman, with, with what they were, um, I just don't know. I don't really have the most faith anymore. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, we're starting to, we've seen just about everything as far as superhero movies goes. I mean, there's tons more that they can do, but um, so much, so much of our culture, at least movie culture, is focused on superhero movies that I feel like a lot of other movies aren't getting made. And I mean, when was the last time you saw a good, like, medieval war movie or early, you know, like... uh, Oh, man, I would love, I would love a good... I heck, I'd love another World War Two movie, but anything. Yeah, you know, a really good World War Two movie, or you know, some some movie that's similar to Gladiator or Braveheart, yeah. anything yeah. like that. And I mean, there's there's movies that have come out recently that that are of that genre, but there's nothing that's been very good, you know. And so I, I don't know. Let's come on. Let's refocus our efforts. Let's yeah. cut the CGI. Let you know you don't have to do it all the time. So I'm 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 burnt out on superhero stuff. So yeah, if Leonardo DiCaprio is gonna play the Joker, I will be there with a ticket in my hand opening night. I will yeah, go see that movie yep. absolutely. But that's not to say that I actually want that to happen. Yeah. You know, you know. So Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I just want I mean, if they're gonna remake anything, just remake Mortal Kombat already. It's there. It's waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, just, man. Just get it get it done. You know? Hey man. <laughs> Just get it done. Well, it'd be a real bad situation for you, coach. <laughs> Man, I bet this Sonya Blade would be down to reprise her role. Probably. Veronica Vaughn. <laughs> that Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ace. I know from experience. No, you don't. Yeah, but her and a guy I know. <laughs> Dude, I love that. I love that whole exchange. I know. Just Farley just ramming that joke into the ground. Yeah. No, they After didn't. You can imagine what it'd be like if they did, huh? Huh? Uh, uh. <laughs> this is a Billy Madison reference. Yeah, if you're not following, it's Billy Madison is who is what we're talking about. Sorry. <laughs> let's all right. Let's get let's get to remember the Titans though. We've uh, we've we've stalled stalled for a little bit. We've here, rambled so. enough. Okay, so remember the Titans comes out in 2000, and um, you know, being that you're of the younger generation here, I, I think I'd enjoy well. to hear what your what your perspective is on this because this is one of those standout films that I think anybody 
anybody under the age of 35 really, really remembers. Yeah. So, the so Titans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we didn't forget, that's for sure. So, um, what was your what was your experience with Remember the Titans, and what what well, kind of influence did it play in your life? I actually in the talent uh, shows in the yeah. Well, why do you gotta gotta bring that up? <laughs> so, in the third grade, me and uh, four friends, um, if they're listening, Curtis Bear, Cole Frank, and Andrew Keel. We all uh, dressed up in football uniforms and did the Ain't No Mountain High Enough song in front of the whole school. And once again, I forgot the dance moves at a certain point and got really embarrassed. Um, But that's neither here nor there. Um, It was awesome. Thanks, Dave. So, but yeah, this came out at a time that I was like just starting football. Um, Probably like third, fourth grade, I was starting little guy football. So I think I was in... C squad, I think, but they were they wanted me in A double A, but I couldn't not your um <laughs> I was in C squad and uh I played a position that I had never heard of. It's called flanker. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally <laughs> They had too many kids, they just started making up positions <laughs> and telling like, them to run. I've never ever since I've never heard the position flanker. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Go flank behind them and do I never caught the ball. Like I, I think I had like a couple touchdowns that season. Um, as I, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm a, I'm playing snack stand today. My, <laughs> I, I go out on the field. They, they yell hut, and then I run over to the snack stand to get coach a hot dog. I so. get, I get coach a hot dog. He likes mustard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then I got you know, um, you know, and then I got older. I played running back, and uh, yeah, I scored a lot of touchdowns. My the my running back, season. y'all. Uh, second season, I probably had 30 touchdowns. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm rambling, just talking about myself again. Uh, there it is. But, he uh, didn't play it down. <laughs> <laughs> I know from experience. Um, when did no, you remember- quit playing football? Like what, like sixth grade, seventh grade? I actually played through eighth grade, and then uh, I pulled You played out. all the way through eighth grade? Yeah, I was wide receiver eighth grade year. I did I, not know that. Yeah, on... They wanted me on A again, but I was on B. Uh, <laughs> they just want. I just had so I had way too much going on. Um, but yeah, remember the Titans when I was younger. You know, obviously like third, fourth grade. This came out, and it yeah, it was one of those defining movies for that younger generation that was coming up and playing football because it was just so motivational. Um, it's one of those sports movies that they you know, unlike Friday Night Lights last week, they win at the end. You know. And a lot of sports movies follow that that theme. It's like you watch them purely for the enjoyment of seeing a team come together, um, overcome adversities, and win a championship or win, you know, whatever they're trying to win. So, yeah, it was a pretty big movie. Now it's so funny because I watched it so much when I was younger, and now watching it, there is so much more to this movie than I ever realized. You know, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a, on a different level for an older generation, it was a, you know, a, a defining movie as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just because of all the, the, the racial stuff in it. Yeah. Segregation. 
Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, spot on. So I think that that's definitely the way that most, most kids, um, around our age, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, uh, took this movie is that, I mean, it was just the epitome of awesome when you were that young, you know, it's funny, it's cool. They win at the end. You just get jacked about playing football. I've never played football in my entire life other than, you know, two hand touch and stuff at recess. Two uh, hand touch. <laughs> two hand touch. Yeah. Not one hand. You got to hit both. Um, yeah, but yeah. so I actually don't know much about football. Uh, honestly, I sat down with a friend of ours and just kind of picked his brain about certain elements of football, just so I would seem more knowledgeable while we we're talking about these. There's movies. five elements. Water. Water. Oh, water, earth, <laughs> air, fire, and fire. Lilu. And Lilu. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're going to the game. Don't forget Lilu. <laughs> Um, anyway, sorry. But yeah, so so I never played, but uh, I definitely enjoyed this movie a lot when I was younger and, and watched it plenty of times. That being said, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. Um, you catch bits and pieces of it on cable all the time. Yeah, see, that's um, the thing. And so I've seen plenty of scenes a lot, and I remember every scene of this movie from when I was younger. But um, I don't know, man. I think that there's a lot of nostalgia involved in this movie because this time around watching it through an adult lens, I was not as impressed. Yeah, me neither. I was really just kind of like, oh, that's the movie? Well, it's one of those things. Kind of like it's been following the theme of a lot of movies that I've been rewatching. For the first bit of this movie, I was the same way. Like I was not into it until you get into the football and they start winning, and, you know, basically they get to the championship and stuff like that. But, man, some of the opening stuff, I was, yeah, I was really not following along. I was just like, this is really, it was cheesy. It's like, pretty cheesy yeah, there at the beginning. It's a bit cheesy at the beginning, um, but then they get to boot camp, and I was all on board during boot camp. Yeah. I really liked that. Um and then I think at the ending, it just felt it felt a little bit rushed, and that's yeah. and that's when that's when in my head I was thinking the reason that this movie isn't as good to me right now is because it's catered for kids. You know, yeah. this yeah. is a movie that's geared toward you know middle school aged to young high school guys. Yeah, really is all it is, and so that's and I realized that, and I was like, it's so simplistic in nature. And that's also something I wrote down is nostalgia and then racism also, because this is just as much a movie that's like a critique of society as well as as well as it is a sports movie. Yeah. And so and I think the general intent of this movie is to communicate the idea of racism and that as something that has existed and still does exist in our society, obviously the way that things are going in, in, in our, in the United States right now. Um, but I think in 2000, when I was younger, racism isn't necessarily something that I really fully understood yeah. or could pinpoint, um, what it, what it means. And so watching this as a young, as a child, you get an idea of what racism means but it's a very little kid version of racism you know and so to me that this movie might have fared better uh as an adult watching it if you slap a pg-13 rating on there and you kind of get the in-between between this and american history x you know what i mean yeah so this is this is actually the information i some things have come to light dude 
Did I urinate on your rug? <laughs> Sorry. Big Lebowski again. Um, that guy that <laughs> I have, uh, that comes into my restaurant, he told me that the original script for Remember the Titans was rated R. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, and uh, Disney took it, took the rights to it, and, uh, you know, kitted it up. You know. Yeah, man, it's just it's super little kitty. And yeah. I don't I mean, I don't think it would have been done well as an R rated movie at all. Not at all. But I mean, I think I think if you have a PG thirteen rating on there, I think it can be a much better criticism of society and kind yeah. of not a criticism, but at least a a viewpoint into a different time that seems more realistic. Because in this yeah. it's like you know, you you have elements of racism and people saying things, but it's it's so watered down. Yeah, I know. And that it yeah. just seems so unrealistic. Yeah, um, it's very it's very like passive aggressive. And mm-hmm. but then the things that they're saying are so like they're so rude. Like obviously racism was I just feel like racism was different because people either went way over the edge or like kind of like contained it but i feel like you know in this movie they try to do it they try to do it in a way that's like just the things that they say are so just like right up in your face you know mm-hmm. if that makes sense i feel like okay he would have yeah. punched him for saying that um at the same time at the same time though um in in the south during the 1960s the entire period from 1950 to 1970 i mean that that is something that exists, you know. Yeah. Like the reconstruction reconstruction era, like did occur, and um, there there was still a pretty general attitude that uh, you know blacks were less than whites, and and that was very prevalent in the South. That's and insane. so and so you watch yeah. a movie like this, and you kind of you kind of try to figure out is that realistic because. In other places in the world during the 1960s, 1970s, sure, sure, racism exists. But in the South, I mean, there's there's straight up segregation, you know, like, yeah. you, you know, black people aren't allowed to use the same same watering fountains that that white people are. And, you know, segregation is, happens in schools, you know, and that's what this entire movie is about, obviously. But, um, yeah, so there's a lot of parts in there where you kind of think, is that really what it would have been like? And then... And probably, you know, yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy calls coach uh, Boone a monkey on, on the news. Yeah. And, and that was one that I was like, man, that is so racist. That's horrible. Coach Coon. But it's very real. Yeah. Could have very could have. Yeah. Coach Coon. They say that quite a few times yeah. too. Um, so, so I don't know. I can't. I can't speak to if this was historically accurate too much. I mean, I didn't live through that time, and I haven't spent a whole lot of well, time studying. Well, there's just a whole other side to it that would have been taking place that they don't mention too much, you know. Lynching and all, just all that stuff. Just like, just like the Yeah, bad, yeah, the if you really got into like Ku Klux Klan and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'd be like, yeah. So if it was rated R, that, you know, that would have been interesting. You know, Ryan Gosling just getting like his leg chopped off with a chainsaw or something like that. This <laughs> is so brutal. <laughs> no, but I yeah, but uh yeah, it definitely did feel little little kiddish, especially after watching Friday Night uh Friday Night Lights last week. Mm-hmm. Um that had a little bit more of a 
a real feel because there was a little bit of racism, you know, uh, in that movie as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's, um, and I think that this takes place in 1971. Did you look that up? I did not. I think it's 1971. I thought it was the 90s. Well, and I was thinking that this was, I was thinking that this this was happening during the sixties. I didn't realize that this was 1971. Um, and I believe that Brown versus Board of Edu- Education took place in 64. I'm going to feel horrible if it's 54. I love how you're looking at me like I <laughs> <laughs> like I might possibly but, know the answer to this question. But after that point, segregation of schools was illegal. And that's what this movie is about, mm-hmm. is you know desegregating schools and combining schools. Also, something funny that I, I was reading about this story is that in Virginia, um, he says... Uh, uh, Denzel says something at one point. Um, you know, all the other other schools that we're playing, they're all white schools. They don't have the problems that we do, or they don't have to deal with uh, with racism. We do, or would deal with black and white, and we do whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's not true. All the other schools had been desegregated too. Really? This is, yeah. This is just the story of the school that won. You know what this I mean? It's just them scribbling on a piece of paper or something and then being like, no, nah, we should make it actually a little cooler than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's make all the other schools white. Uh, but any, I mean, so I thought that was interesting, but it is a cool story. It is a really cool story. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I think that, I think that they did a fairly good job of staying somewhat historically accurate. Um, I was trying to read like the differences and the nuances of what, what was held true and what wasn't. And there's like stupid stuff about, uh, Will Patton's or coach Yost, how he had like four daughters and not just one and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, sorry. And coach it Boone just, really had 12 brothers and sisters and not eight. I thought he said eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 12 sounds better. Yeah. 12 sounds better. Oh man. Jeez. I might need to change my favorite character. I kind of forgot about somebody. No, I'm just what, kidding. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the assistant head he coach, is great. dude. He is paid a prize. So... <laughs> He's so good. Um, all right. So we, man, we general thoughts went on a little long there. We got to get burning. to the, we're bur- yeah, well, we are we still, burning. We still got here. some time. We're only 30 in. We're all yeah, right. we got plenty of time. I want to, I want to go through though and talk about somebody really important to this movie. Um, and that would be the director. Uh, his name is Boaz Yakin. 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 Is that? Yakin so, four. Yakin four. Oh, Yavin four. Good call. Nice Star Wars reference. Um, Boaz Yakin. He went on to do some of some of the greats. Uh, now you I see know where me. You're going. Yeah. Now you see me too. Prince of Persia. Oh my gosh. No, dude. Same with the music. Did you look that up too? Oh gosh, I didn't write down. I didn't write down the music. Trevor Trevor Rabin. One of his most notables was Deep Blue Sea. I know that's exactly. I didn't write him down, but I saw that Trevor <laughs> that's Rabin. So great. You know what's funny though? This is actually a funny story. Um, in two thousand eight, I believe, when uh, President Obama w- won the uh, won the election uh, on election night, there you know his his uh, his address and stuff when he celebrated uh-huh. with everybody that was there celebrating with him. Um, he played the music from the end of remember the titans no way yeah yeah and so so the music comes on from remember the titans and you know the president elect comes out and does his speech and some guy that was really close with trevor rabin called him and was like dude turn on your tv they're playing your theme music (laughs) 
for the president of the United States, the president elect of the United States. Yeah. I was like, gosh, that, that would be so, insane. That would be such a tight feeling. You're like, man, he's just using my music. That'd be insane. Or it could go but the yeah. other way. Mark, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm suing. I'm suing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is one of my favorite Family Guy references. I know. Uh, that is a good one. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, so that that's funny. But yeah, Boaz Yakin literally that's insane, yeah. Yeah, but the music's pretty good. I mean yeah, they rely they rely on a lot of stuff other than the score. So yeah, he, a gets, lot of- he gets a break, but the themes that he does come up with, um, oh man, the one at the very in the final scene, we'll get to that, but oh the music at the very end mm-hmm. is so good. Um but they rely on a lot of uh, like, you know, music from the sixties and early seventies, so Anyway, um, yeah, which are Boaz good Yakin, tunes, you know. Great if you're tunes. picking from any, yeah, from any uh, um, time period, it's good, good tunes. Well, geez, I would say that this was one of those soundtracks that parents probably loved. Their we kids had this are soundtrack. like, oh yeah, and mom and dad loved it because it yeah. was music from you know an era, an era that they grew up in. They're like, uh-huh. sweet, yeah, I'll listen to. Literally, can't name any of the uh, bands that would have written any of that stuff. Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> Heart. Are we going with the wrong decade. <laughs> uh, Zeppelin. Uh... I think that they did. They play um, all along the Watchtower during one of those football scenes. I think so. I think that they did. I think that they played like a very subtle and slowed down version of all along the watchtower when they're losing that second game or no, they're not losing, but they're just playing horribly. And they're like, man, if we play this way next week, we going down or something like that. Uh, but anyway, so, but yeah, director, uh, Boaz Yakin, not great. Hasn't done much. This must have just been, this was like lightning in a bottle for him as far as. As far as his uh, kids' movies that One were hit made wonder. in 2000. <laughs> as far as his kids' Disney movies made in 2000. This yeah. is the best, the best football movie that he made in 2000. He, so. got, he got the teen choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He got slimed. He went there. Dude, I guarantee. I, I would wager that at least five people got slimed for this movie. Bose, Bose Yakin! Slime! We love you, Boz. <laughs> oh, I remember, man, Boz Yakin. I mean, that was a household name among among oh, most, among you kid, know, among third to choice. fifth graders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, let's let's move on to the man though. Um, Denzel Washington. He, uh, gosh, Denzel is so good in this movie. Before, oh man. Be- before we talk about his his actual uh, character, but uh, I didn't realize that Denzel. <laughs> Are you still laughing about the slime? Yeah, I'm just picturing Bozyak <laughs> years later. Just his life has gone so wrong. He sits so sad and he picks up the little Nickelodeon blimp thing and throws it at the wall. <laughs> so disappointed in the life that he's chose. The only award that he's gotten as far as film goes. Well, you have the, the kid's choice. I don't care about the kid's choice. You think I care about the kid's choice? Throws it through the window. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Oh. And as it lands, as it lands on the of the sidewalk outside, it's broken in half, and you just see slime oozing out of it. <laughs> Every kid's choice award just has about two Filled ounces slime. of slime, <laughs> two point three ounces of slime. Oh gosh, that is good. 
Um, but Denzel, he he had the uh, he got Best Supporting Actor for Glory in 1989, which oh. uh, I totally had forgotten about. And so he uh, he did a lot of other movies in the in the 90s, and then this came around in 2000, and then actually 2001, the following year, he got Best Actor for Training Day. So boom, wow. there you go. Yeah, this was right at the height of his like his greatness. Yeah, yeah. I think that there wasn't any like any doubt as to whether he could pull this off. This was yeah. this was they got they got Denzel and everybody wanted Denzel. Yeah. So now Will Patton did everybody want Will? Did everybody I, want Will Patton? Because they cut a lot of his scenes. <laughs> it looks like he didn't get as much screen time as Denzel. I so. saw so before we did this, I went back and watched some deleted scenes and like a majority of them are him. Are you Coach serious? Coach. Yeah. A lot of them. It's like I probably five out of the seven are just like long dialogue scenes of him. <laughs> What's he doing? Uh, there's one of them where he's at the drawing board and Julius comes in and he gives Julius the starting position at defensive end and like has this long kind of epic speech. There's another one where he's talking with his what looks like ex-wife. Um, there's <laughs> You can't come one. around here anymore. Court says you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Got something coming up. Something kind of big. That's an Armageddon quote. Yeah. From... yeah. Court says he can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, I I think we probably could have gotten somebody better, but... He's one of those actors that... <laughs> he's in he's in quite a few really good movies, and I do love him in Armageddon. He's great he in actually, Armageddon. He's great yeah. in Armageddon. Um, do you remember that movie, The Postman, with Kevin Costner? Oh man, he's the bad. He's a bad guy in that, and uh, he got picked for the bad guy in that. Yeah, he was he was really good as the bad guy. I mean, really? he's not great. Dennis Hopper would have been better, but yeah. um, you remember Dennis Hopper? He was the uh, he was King King Koopa in Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. King I'm gonna fist pump. I'm gonna fist pump that reference, man. I'm so glad I got that. King Koopa. <laughs> Dennis offers King Koopa in uh, Mario God. Brothers. Um, but uh, he was also the bad guy in Gone in sixty seconds. So oh, okay, go. there you go. Yeah, good old Will Patton. But um, I mean, we can go on about the the careers of a lot of these guys. But uh, as far as the supporting cast, a lot of the younger guys, I just want to say that this is a movie that was. The oh and well this is this movie was the the launching point for a career of TV for so many people. Oh, I know. Yeah, like Wood Harris is on like some some TV show. Ryan Hurst, the guy that plays Gary, is uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. Sons Hayden Panettiere was, was actually great. awesome in Heroes. Heroes. Uh, Ethan Suppley, he's the uh, Louis Lassick. Oh yeah, he, he was he in played, My Name Is Earl. Yep, right. yep, and then uh, I guess that's about it. And Kate Bosworth, whatever happened to her? Oh boy, did being Lois Lane just destroy her career? I think so, probably. Must have been. I because don't know. that, and same with the guy, that guy who played Superman in uh in that movie. You just didn't oh, gosh. see didn't I see like him I in anything his name too. He was in Scott Pilgrim, and he was actually pretty funny in it. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I miss Kate Bosworth. She was great. 
Yeah, she's yeah, she's got a simple simple vibe to her, you know, small it's town not, I don't, type. I didn't think she was a bad actress or anything. I, I thought no. she was fine. I would have. Well, she's now awesome. we know each other. Good luck, Julius. The good way she Julius. says it. Yeah, good luck, Julius. It's like, gosh. It's like, are you coming uh, on to him, kind of? I know, no it, kidding. It's like, it's yeah. a little too friendly. All right, I want to dig into the movie here, though. Let's go. Um, I'll, real quick, this movie had a $30,000 budget, made $110,000. So, huge, or $30 million budget, excuse me. And it made $110 million. So, huge success. <laughs> this movie had a $30,000 budget, made $110 million. <laughs> You're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What did they do? Um, Rent to high school for a weekend? <laughs> I know. That's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Great payday. Yeah. No kidding. But um, so so starting the movie off, I think yeah, we both can agree that a little cheesy, little little cheesy at the beginning, and uh, but you also haven't you don't they haven't established the characters too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like I really like how the, this is a movie that was made in two thousand, and if you haven't seen Remember the Titans. What is wrong with you that you you should have yeah, seen? Yeah, this now. is definitely like Friday Night Lights. I understand this is a staple, though. This yeah, a, if you went through movie. your entire childhood without watching Remember the Titans, I'm, I don't know, I'm I'm afraid of. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I really am. I'm disappointed in your life. So anyway, let's. Uh, so I'm that afraid. being said, <laughs> I'm afraid that you're out there walking the streets. <laughs> you're not a trustworthy person. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, this is spoilers. So, uh, the movie starts out at Gary's funeral and it shows them as they're all, you know, around 28, 29, yeah, probably 28, 29. They all 10 look years like later. They're 40. <laughs> <laughs> no. Such bad receding hairlines. And what is mustaches. that? I was I just know. like, why do they make them look so much older? It's only 10 it's, years. It's 10 years later. It's so bizarre. Could I feel like I, I kind of look like I did in high school. I, look I know similar. me too. Yeah. Still. It's so funny. But anyway, so um what do you what do you got to say about the uh, the beginning of this movie? I know that there's the intro and stuff like that. Well, uh, Hayden Panettiere just didn't age well, I guess. Or something cuz she does not look at all like the kid. <laughs> just looks like the extra. Kinda. I don't know. I thought the casting was pretty good on that. I thought she looked fairly you similar. You think she looks fine? I thought I just, she looked pretty I, similar. I think, I think I've always just never liked that for some reason. You just missed Hayden Panettiere, and now you know probably. what she looks like as an adult. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. she's um, probably around my age. Nice, dude. <laughs> should I call her? <laughs> Maybe you should call her. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, I you know the opening scene is cool. Um, Moving on into the movie, one thing I found that was really funny was when Coach Boone gets there, you know, and he's messing with Yost's Hall of Fame and stuff. Like, he's at his house, and then all of a sudden there's, like, 40, 50 people outside of his house, like, celebrating him and stuff. And, like, it must have been a pretty small-town vibe, and high school football must have been a huge deal. This must have been, like, a, like a huge thing because... I was like kind of th- thrown back by that. I'm like, geez, these people are really like. I think that in southern states, and you know, in the '60s and '70s times like that, you have much smaller communities, and they have a more a larger sense of community within them. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I think that also in in a state like Virginia, um, it's not quite on the level of Texas football. 
but it's it's getting up there. Yeah. And like they said, the like TC Williams, um, after after this year, they that year they were the second best high school team in the country. Yeah. So I mean, they it, it was a pretty big deal, at least yeah. at that point, and probably still could be. Um, but that was that was one of my nominees for uh, favorite scene or favorite line. It, I mean, it was farther down the list. But you know when when Denzel says something to the effect of, "I'm not a I'm not a I'm not the savior. I'm not I'm not Jesus Christ. I'm not the Easter Bunny. I'm just a football yeah. coach." Yeah. And Julius's dad goes, "You're our coach. You're our coach. You're our coach." And gets everybody yeah. to applaud with him. Oh, I just love the way that guy says that. It just I wanted to be there, give everybody a hug. Like, I yeah, know. I, I want to be in the crowd too. Yeah. So good. So good. So I I really love that scene. Um. Let's talk. Let's talk about uh, the motivations for for Denzel Washington's character. So, it's this uh, African American coach that gets placed at the head of uh, T. C. Williams as the head coach, basically because he's black. Yeah. You know, obviously he's earned the right, and uh, this is in the movie and histor- and in real life, he had won a number of state championships at his old school. So he he did he did earn a position as a head coach but yost definitely earned his position as well yeah and they demote or they leave yost or demote him and then promote boone to the head coach position and i thought that that was a really interesting it's something it's a conflict that i kind of had forgot about uh when i began to watch it i was thinking man that's so weak i would feel so horrible just taking some dude's job you know this guy is terrible yeah, so you, I definitely understood a lot of the conflict that was happening at the beginning in the movie because it was so weak that that happened, and it was totally a race thing. But you also understand the guy. I can't remember who that guy is that uh, Boone talks to, and he, you know, he's like, "You marched with Martin Luther King and all that, all that yeah. stuff." You know, this is this is our opportunity. We have to seize it. And in that moment, it's like, yeah, you definitely you definitely have to take this opportunity as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it, and yeah. later in the movie, you can see that the odds are stacked against him because he was given this opportunity. People are trying to take it away from him. Yeah, if you lose so, a game, you're fired. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's – then he goes for a perfect season. Whew. 13 and 0. Pretty intense. But yeah, yeah, Yost, you know, the whole thing with the Hall of Fame kind of just just throws me for a loop. It's like he lost the Hall of Fame. It's like uh, Hall of Fame – High school. If you were in that position, it would probably be pretty awesome. But I support I support Yost at the end. You know, at that point in the movie where he basically just says, "Forget that, man. It's not worth it." It's just high school football coach Hall of Fame. I don't know. Yeah, and as a you know, as a couple of guys watching this movie, sitting on our couch, it's it's easy just to be like, "Those are just rich rich white guys." And they're evil, you yeah, know. Like looking yeah, at the Hall of Fame guys, it's so easy to make that assumption. Boycott TC. I said we boycott the school. Oh boy. Oh gosh, that guy might be another of my favorite character. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. he is. Yost! Yost, don't you take out my boy? Take out Alan. Is it Alan? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's Alan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I- yeah. At what point? At what point did you remember loving this movie, though? Uh, 
as soon as uh, Coach Boone walks in to the very first like meeting practice and talks to Petey, yep. when him and Petey have that exchange, that's when it's like, oh, this is this is good. I like this. You know, I like Denzel. I like you know Petey. Gotta love Petey. Um, but that exchange right there is so good. It is so good. Like it's if you were questioning this movie before that. That is the point where it's just like, okay, no, yeah, this movie's awesome. Zero fun, sir. Zero fun, sir. Why Why are you raising your hand? Because why are you smiling? Why are you smiling? It's, it's football's fun. It's fun. <laughs> what, what does he say? He's like, first. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> first you're doubting, then you, then you guess. Or something like that. Yeah. No, Not anymore, question. though, is it? Yeah, I, that, 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 whole, yes. that whole exchange. No, uh. Yeah, that whole exchange is awesome, and yeah, Denzel is just oh, Denzel's so good in this movie. Denzel's Denzel. always good though. I mean, yeah. Denzel's just a phenomenal actor. He's, he really is. He's great at being just a fast talking dude, and he's really great at being an a hole. You know what he I mean? Yeah. Like he's just really good at being a jerk. And and then when he gets fits. genuine, he does a great job too. Yeah, you yeah. Know? He's like he's the kind of. Uh, He's he's a mean cuss, but he's the same mean cuss to every person on the field. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there you yeah. go. But he's no, he's good. Um, so I love that scene, and then I think the entire the entire training camp is just the best. Great. I love every bit of that. Maybe um, they spent too much time on the training camp, but I wouldn't want them to spend any less time on it because I loved it. It just dominates so much of the movie. It that, does. Yeah. Yeah, so once once that's over, it feels like the movie's just flying by, and then it's suddenly just over. You probably could have cut out some of the locker room stuff, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think a lot of that, I mean, it was really, really important to show the, the bonding that was taking yeah. place between them. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was very good. And, and man, there's some, there's some really funny parts during the... I, during I love all that. you, sugar! I know. I love you, sugar. Say it. I'm not that. hanging up the phone until you say it. <laughs> I love you, sugar. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. What about that part when Louis Louis Lastig has to stand up and talk about everybody, and he points Blue out for wearing the leopard spotted underwear? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, that was that was funny. That was I funny. forgot about all those little scenes. They're pretty pretty funny. Yeah, but, you know, it's a it's pretty well written. I'd say the whole Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin thing too. Um, and he Denzel. So they're about to get on the bus to the training camp. Denzel basically stops Gary Bertier from the little talk that he's saying because he comes up and he's like, you know, I want my, basically this is my team. I want it to be, you know, my way. I want these players half and half or whatever. What is, I think like, he says like, uh, you, you half of your people for offense and half of our people were all yeah. set on defense. Yeah. It's like, exactly. And then he calls him out and says that him and Ray are Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin and then stops everybody and gets all the parents involved. It's like everybody in, you know, it's like the parents of these kids. And then he just starts clapping straight at his face. And then just basically like just owns him, man. It's it's incredible. Who's your daddy? <laughs> you are oh, I felt like that was almost too far. I was it like, was. Jeez, like, man. But yeah. I I love that part where he yells at the entire crowd. Uh-huh. You know, there's Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin and claps and nobody responds. And nobody like, responds. What is happening? 
and it doesn't even phase him that mm-hmm. like nobody like because that's not the point of what he, he wasn't trying to be funny. He was trying to like make a mockery of these kids uh-huh. for even questioning him. And I love that part. Yeah, I love, I love it too. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so training camp's great, and uh, I love the bonding that goes down. Uh, but then they get back to school, and things aren't the same. Um, do you want to just jump into favorite scene, favorite character, and uh, favorite lines here, yeah. and and yeah, we can kind of break it down from there. Um, what do you want to start with this week? I think that let's, maybe we should do favorite. You do it. You call it. You make the favorite call. character. Favorite character. Cool. Yeah. You do yours first, though. Uh, you got it, dude. <laughs> um, I'd say my favorite character was probably Julius. Julius Randall. It. You know, it's hard for me not to pick Petey every single time because uh, and I actually had Petey written down. Um, but near the end of the movie, uh, Julius, the way that he has to handle everything and, and gets close to Gary's mom and, uh, you kind of see all this weight on his shoulders, um, of his best friend that just got, you know, hit by a car, um, paralyzed, paralyzed from the waist down. And you just kind of see, you know, how he has to take on the defense pretty much alone. Um, Mm -hmm. it's all kind Mm -hmm. of on his shoulders and, also seeing the change from him from the beginning to the end of the movie, how um, angry and and against everything he is at you know in the beginning to becoming a huge structure on this football team and basically becoming the captain and uh, you know kind of you know switching sides. So yeah, he's he's probably my favorite character. No, I, I I'm with you. He's not mine, but I, I definitely agree. I, I thought that Julius was one of the better parts of the movie for sure. Yeah. And I there's a couple couple of good exchanges that he has that are that are very, very Pretty solid. heartfelt, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. He's really good. Hey, that guy was in Creed too. No, I was gonna say he grew is. up to, to own a uh, uh a boxing He inherited Creed's boxing gym. So What's up, baby Creed? Don't call me that. Don't call me that. <laughs> on, let me get one from the gram. <laughs> oh, you can't show love? I don't love call Creed. me that. Gosh. Creed don't is... call me that. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with mine and I don't know. Do you think I, I wonder if you can guess mine? It's seriously like the most he's the coolest guy in the movie. The coolest guy. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, he says the coolest guy in the movie. In the movie. Um, what, Rev? You too, hippie boy. Oh, Sunshine? Sunshine. Nice. I'm going Sunshine, man. I love Sunshine. California boy? Yeah, I just, I love the intro, and uh, when Bertier calls him a fruitcake, throws the football all the way across the field, pegs him in the back. Nails him, yeah. And uh, I just, I mean, there's not, it's not like the character had that much dynamic to him. Nothing really drastic comes, comes there, but I just really like the scenes that uh, Sunshine was in. I, I just think he's a very, very interesting guy. And some of my favorite moments are Sunshine's. And that'll come up later when we talk about favorite football scenes. When he, um, uh, when he kisses uh, Bertier. Oh, yeah. No, that's, I thought that was hilarious, too. It's such a funny. I just don't, I don't it, know if I fully understand it. I don't know if I fully understand why they did that. Because it's like it just isn't really explained. Yeah. Then then him and Petey have the exchange, and he's like, "If it don't matter, you know what? You know what's the big deal?" And yeah. it's just like, 
Okay, I'm I'm on PD's side. <laughs> Stop messing with my mind, man. <laughs> <laughs> if it don't matter, it's a big deal. That um, part, you know what I want. You know what I want. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, man. You know what uh, I want. You know what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I so I I like Sunshine. I I just I enjoy Sunshine a lot. Yeah. I think he's great. Um. The other, the other one that was really close uh, would be uh, Yost's daughter, Cheryl. Yeah. I, I really like Hayden Panettiere, and I think that she does have – she probably is the best actress – or best actor in this movie other than Denzel. Yeah, probably. So she, she does a fantastic job, and I really enjoyed her. Um, but yeah, I'm going Sunshine just because – We're going Sunshine's with the great. Ray of Sunshine. I like it. Yeah. That's fine with yeah. me. California boy. California boy. I'm all for that. Oh, and that part when he's doing like yoga or yeah, not yoga. And but all the girls are obsessed. Why y'all, why y'all looking at Sunshine? I'm the one scoring all the points. <laughs> Man, who cares? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I yeah. like Petey and Sunshine's exchange. Um, yeah, just Petey. I mean, I just like side note. I just want to just like just Petey as a character. He's so well done. And he yeah, has, Petey's really good. He has a lot of stuff that he overcomes as well. Um, like the whole hold on to the ball thing, how that is like a huge turning point in that game. And, uh, you know, him kind of being a quitter and then proving to be, a, you know, I like P- I like Petey a lot. Yeah. I like, I like Petey. I like. <laughs> um, um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's let's move on. So do you want to do do you want to do favorite uh, favorite scenes that are not football related? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I was torn between two. I ended up, um, picking, I really enjoy the entire scene of, um, them getting woken up at the, uh, at the, uh, boot camp thing. Them getting woken up and, uh, waking up at 3 a.m. and going on that jog and Yost kind of turning to Coach Boone and being like, you know, these aren't Marines, man. Uh, is that what he says? Marines or Navy SEALs or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think he says this isn't the Marines. This, this isn't is the Marines. You know, what are you doing? And he doesn't really understand at all what he's doing. He's like, you're just waking up these kids and making them jog at 3 a.m.? 3.30, yeah. Yeah, and then they they get to uh, the Gettysburg um, Memorial. And mm-hmm. uh, that's, yeah, that to me, that whole scene and then the speech that Denzel gives in that scene, it's pretty sweet. You know, he kind of just goes on to talk about... Um, what those men did. They had to come together to face adversity and all that. I mm-hmm. thought that was a pretty good, well-rounded tying the movie together scene. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Actually, um, since, since we, since you brought that up, uh, uh, I have the speech written down just because that, that's my favorite line. Oh, nice. Uh, I, cho- yeah. I chose that speech as my favorite line. Um, and it's, and it's definitely up there as far as my favorite scenes go. Uh, but he says, this is where they fought the battle of Gettysburg. 50,000 men died right here on this field, fighting the same fight that we are still fighting among ourselves today. This green field right here painted red, bubbling with the blood of young boys, smoke and hot lead pouring right through their bodies. Listen to their souls, men. If we don't come together here on this hallowed ground, we too will be destroyed just like they were. I don't care if you like each other, but you will respect each other. And maybe, just maybe, we'll learn to play this game like men. And the, the verbiage and the vocabulary that he uses is just 
Oh, man. It's like, did yeah. you just come up with that on the spot? I know. I mean, bubbling with the blood of young boys, smoke and hot lead pouring through their bodies. Have it's you rehearsed odd. this? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so beautiful. Like, it's it very is. it's very well written, uh-huh. um, which makes it also one of those things that that would never happen outside of a movie because you would have to write that speech before. In all reality, he was like, this is where, you know, where they were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> This is something big, guys. This is big deal. You know, something happened here, guys. Something was going so. on, and we're now we got something going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, cool. so yeah, I agree with you though. That's yeah, great scene. I love great scene. yeah, I love that speech he gives, and it's just a great emotional scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, for my favorite scene. Uh, I actually chose a combination of scenes because there's there's quite a few um, quite a few good like football scenes and stuff like that at the end too that uh, I kind of strayed away from and I just wanted to highlight the relationship between uh, Julius and Gary because just about every relation every every scene that they have together is really really good yeah um, when they first you know attitude reflect leadership captain that whole conversation is super good. Um, and they have a couple more throughout there when they become really good friends. I love mm-hmm. that. And then, and then at the end, when he comes into the hospital, when Julius comes into the hospital room and Gary lifts up his fist mm. to demonstrate, you know, left side, strong side. Oh, and I skipped the best one of my favorite scene. Um, it's kind of football related. Uh, it doesn't take place during a game is when Gary calls out Ray. What was that, Ray? Sure as heck ain't blocking, you know, and he, he calls him out and then he goes over and Julius hits somebody really well and Gary compliments him. And then they left side, strong side, left Uh side, strong side, butt heads with each other and scream out. And man, that, that one got me going, man. I I was tearing up during that one. It's a great scene. I actually had that written down as my favorite scene. And then you said we needed a football and a... (laughs) A real one, so I kind of like bumped it, but then I also thought about the football one, and I figured that we'd talk about that scene, so I have a different football one now. But yeah, oh, that cool, scene, cool. That scene is yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, no, it's great. It didn't play take place during a game, and that was the only reason why I didn't I didn't yeah. consider it a football scene. Um, but I thought I thought I might as well just bring up the relationship between those two. Every scene that they're in together is probably my favorite scene. Yeah, so. it's it's done really well. And they're they're both really good actors in it. Say Bertier, yeah, they, Bertier I mean, they takes hit... a second to kind of get used to, but he does a good job. What is there's one scene where I just don't buy. There's a couple scenes I don't buy. Gary. One is when he says, "Now that's a mama joke." He says it. Yeah, just, that one, and he says it kind of in like a gangsterish way. I don't know. Oh, he just sounds dumb. He's like that know. white guy at the party that. <laughs> Is just trying to fit in, which Absolutely. I think I've probably done it. I've probably, yeah. you know, tried to be hipper than I am. It's true. Yeah, at times. we all have. Um, that's also, I forgot about that, though. Uh, Louis Elastic's uh, mama joke. That was probably the funniest part of the movie. Yeah, the back one walks yeah. in the back. Yeah. Uh, it's been, we've said it so many times that we, we're all very familiar with that joke. But, man, it is really good. It, yeah. it is really good, and it's that good was timing. really funny. I remember the first when it when it first came out. Um, but yeah, so great great relationship between those guys. Uh, what else you got? 
Football scene? Football scene. Let's go. Let's do it. No, you do your favorite line because we. I already said my line. So. Got it. It's one second. Let me. <clears throat> we will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, and then you will run a mile. Perfection. Let's go to work. Oh, that is a good one. It's something like that. It's something like that. <laughs> or something know. like that. I don't know. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, or something. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, John Brown hind parts. What is that? I don't even know. He I, says I, John Brown a couple times in this movie. It's just like, what? What is that? Is that something that was said a lot? Yeah, John Brown was a uh, he was a abolitionist from Virginia, I believe, and he thought that action was more necessary uh, for his cause, and so he eventually led an attack on Harper's Ferry, which is often quoted as the uh, spark that started the Civil War. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm pretty sure, uh, but. Man, yeah, that is so good. A, great, a lot of those, a, great scene. a lot of that stuff where Denzel is, you know, doing the coaching gig and how seriously he takes it. And Blue, we need a water break. Blue, what does he say? He's like, uh, water is for water is for cowards. For yeah, water is for the weak. Water is for washing blood on that off that uniform. We don't get no blood on my uniform. And then my other favorite character, the assistant coach, goes. <laughs> Shakes his head yeah. as if to say, oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man. That. Yeah, great call. Great call. That was it's that good, was yeah. definitely up there for me. Good so, line. Yeah, it's yeah. a good line. I didn't even rehearse it either. I Just, just uh, a couple times. Just a few. Just, just a few. It's 14. 14 times. <laughs> how about, how about, y'all didn't come to practice because champions pay the price. Y'all acting about, about like a bunch of bombs out here. Gosh. Y'all didn't come to practice. <laughs> that guy, he really gets into that. You know, he only had a few lines in the movie, so he goes for it. Really, and you can't understand him. You can't. Y'all didn't serious. come to practice. Y'all paid a pry. It's like he skips, like, consonants in his words. He just, y'all didn't come practice. He just says whatever he, like. Y'all didn't come to practice. <laughs> I love that. Pry. I love that actor though. He's so good, man. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh gosh, I had another one that I was gonna bring up, but I now I, you just distracted me. I forgot about it. Yeah, twelfth better. <laughs> <laughs> you had twelve brothers and sisters. Eight, yeah, twelve, twelve better. <laughs> yeah, twelve, twelve better. It's like okay, what do you say? Oh gosh, that is good. Um, all right, so let's let's talk favorite. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. Let's uh, talk football. Do we have the same football favorite scene? I'd imagine. Maybe. My, no, I don't think so. Let him through. Is that yours? Oh gosh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for some reason, be. I was thinking. I was thinking that you were gonna say like the ending when uh, the rev runs it all the way down or something. But nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, let him through. Yeah, yeah. So Sunshine comes into the game after Rev just got hurt. And uh, there's this guy that is as mean as a copperhead snake. On the oh, yes. And it shows his face. He's all, Arr! oh, gosh. 
Good Lord. Um, but yeah, that guy has been causing a ruckus and just broke Rev's uh, wrist. Um, sorry, there's a fire outside. Got some fire trucks going by. Um, yeah, so they put in Sunshine, and Sunshine's like a little nervous, but he gets in there and he's like, come on, you pansies. You know, you ever seen a football injury before? Yeah, yeah, you haven't seen a football injury before? Come on. God, he's so like, I don't know. It's funny. Kip Pardue. Is that the, guy, the actor's name? Yeah. Kip? Kip Pardue. He did some movie with Sylvester Stallone that was like a, a NASCAR or IndyCar racing movie. Oh. It wasn't very good, but anyway. Kip? Well, I guess she got sandy blonde hair. Pretty good looking face. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. It's pretty serious. You're just jealous that I've been chatting online with hot babes all day. All day. <laughs> no, but he, uh, yeah, so they're in the huddle and he's like, let him through. Let him through. Like, let the defensive guy. So then he, you know, says hike and throws the ball and then he just kind of leans down and flips the guy over his body and that guy, he just like hurts that guy. It's so sick the way that that's. It, yeah. It's so awesome because he throws a complete pass. He actually uh-huh. throws it and the guy catches it, gets a first down, I'm pretty sure. And then he just flips that guy over and then stands over him. I love that. Yeah, and then he like oh. he pushes off another guy that's like kind of comes at him. Yeah, like yeah, super, he like sticks his hand up in his face yeah. and he's just like nah, super don't like with me. tough scene. And yeah, then as that guy's being hauled off, Sunshine just stares him down the whole time. Oh, I love it. Gosh, man, that is such a good scene. I love that. So, yeah. and then and then he goes and it shows him like throwing the throwing the pass or whatever, not the pass, but the yeah, the, the to the, the side. Pitch. Pitch, that's it. To Johnny. Uh, pitch to Johnny. I'm Johnny. <laughs> I'm Johnny. <laughs> uh, that's from Little Giants. Um, but, and then it goes the na 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 na. Hey, hey, goodbye. Yeah. And then, Hinga, say, oh, football. Yeah. We got football. Gosh, dude. <laughs> that guy is just brilliant. He is uh, brilliant. Yeah, he knows when and how to delete syllables from his <laughs> words. Yeah. And we understand it. I know exactly oh, what yeah. he's saying. I know exactly what he's saying. Yeah. He is he is the best. He's, he's brilliant. just the best. Um, something else that should be brought up because it didn't get mentioned in, in either of ours and it, it's definitely really good is the, uh, is the whole game when, um, that guy calls, uh, coach Boone a monkey and then he flips in the banana and in that game, when it shows that when Yost goes up and talks to the ref and says, I don't care if I go to jail with every one of you, I'll Um, go to the papers. And I almost included that speech. Um, I don't want them to gain another yard. Yeah, yeah. Make them remember forever. Like oh, the way he yeah. delivers that or is so like good. That. Or something like that. Make I don't them know. remember forever. Or something like I don't know how he did it, but oh, we will blitz all night. Oh man, it's so good. Love it. But uh, yeah, and then it just shows the Titans' defense just mopping up. Yeah, it's, it's like so forty-four good. to forty-four to fourteen at the end. And then Bertier points at the coach. Oh, I love it. Oh gosh, that is so good. How That'd many times? So... Did you, how many times did you do that? Like on the schoolyard when oh, yeah. you're playing stuff, you just point at somebody exactly like Bertier Dude, does. I used to run after watching Men in Black. I used to run around on the playground by myself with a squirt gun and act like I was Will Smith in that like opening chase scene where he's like running through the city. Trying to catch that alien. 
I literally used to just run around the playground by myself and be like, freeze. (laughs) (laughs) I'd put on like sunglasses and just try to be like him. Gosh, we should do Men in Black sometime. That's a good movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Me Um, neither. But I'd love to watch it. That's what I love doing these podcasts on is the movies that are really good, but I haven't seen in a long time. I know. You know? Yeah, this is like been I was great. I was so happy to watch this one because I hadn't I had not sat down and just watched Remember the Titans in a long time. Yeah. So yeah. It's only you know, I end up renting these things actually online because you can't find a lot of these movies. I don't know if Coach or uh, Remember the Titans was on anything. Maybe it was on Netflix. I rented it. Yeah, I rented it. Like a dollar ninety nine or two nine two ninety nine. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. And now that I've done that, actually, it's kind of getting weird because I'm starting to spend a little bit too much money. Like when I'm sitting at home, sometimes I'm like, eh, I should just watch a movie. Oh, I could watch the new, you know, like Hacksaw Ridge. No, Hacksaw Ridge was on. So- oh, King Kong. I was like, eh, I could watch the new King Kong. It's like, you know, five ninety nine or six ninety nine to rent or something, which isn't that much. But, uh, you know, it's just so easy. Just to It's so easy. Yeah. You have it right in your right in your living room. Yeah, I do miss going to Blockbuster and stuff, though. Man, I worked at Movie Gallery. That was the best job ever. Movie Gallery. I was so good at that job, just getting paid minimum wage. But I had the best movie recommendations ever. Oh man, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it was great. Was that your first job, or was uh second? Yeah, second. Softies was my first one. Putting up with the bees, making ice cream in such a so hollow many shack. Bees. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your blizzard, sir. Ow! Bees. bees. Sorry, totally uh, got off topic there. Sidebar. Um, but let's. Uh, yeah. So the the last the last game though is awesome. It Great. really is. The championship is really well done. They show just enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah. Yeah, I liked it. And, the, you know, the last play, bringing back, you know, Rev. I thought he was injured. Why are they putting in another quarterback? Cover deep. Cover deep. They're going to pass it deep. And then they don't pass it deep. Trick play. Now, Rev runs it down, but who does all the blocking and totally makes that play happen? Sunshine. Sunshine. sunshine Dude, his sunshine. blocks are huge, too. They did a great job at filming that. Like, his mm-hmm. blocks are just, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Gets you mm-hmm. amped up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. This was a, uh, it was a really well shot movie. This is also, um, I don't know how much went into it, but uh, this is definitely one of those movies that uh, you don't notice the directing. Like Friday Night Lights, it was so obvious that like Peter Berg was trying to make Had his a statement. Stamp on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. This movie was, this is so middle of the road. Like this is done by a director. Some guy could be anybody from music to, from music to the direction to uh, like the script. Everything is just very standard. You know, this is standard 90s sports movie. Yeah. But it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it really is. Um, my only complaint is really that it was it wasn't long enough, and I want I just wanted I wanted more, and I wanted it to be more realistic. So that yeah, was yeah. that was my only thing. Gary, Gary. Oh gosh, we didn't even talk about Bertier getting paralyzed. Yeah, man. I mean, that's you, you, man. I know it happens so quick, and it's just like I don't know. Such a bummer. 
It's Poor guy. so funny though, because that guy's like, Gary, yeah, Gary. And then he gets hit by the truck and he's like, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe if good. you hadn't stopped to point at that guy. I know. Gosh, points at him, then just floors it without looking. It's like, well. In the real story, Gary Bertier didn't he he made it through the entire season. He got hit like the summer after. What? Why did yeah. they... So that was a big one. I don't know why they would change that. Why do they have to do that kind of stuff? <laughs> it's like more effective, I guess. Guess. I don't know. It all it all felt it all felt really accelerated though at the end. Like they were just like skipping through plot points just to get there. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so, agree with that. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Remember the Titans is awesome, and it's very effective. The na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey, 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 goodbye. I really wanted the Gladiator music to cue up right after that, though. It'd be nice. Or Last of the Mohicans. That would have been good. Either of those. Or the music from Clash of the Titans. <laughs> I We don't need it. I don't even... Gosh. I'm still, like... They should come out with a box set trilogy of Remember the Titans, Clash of the Titans, and Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out this was just, like, a prequel the entire time. Quadrilogy. Titan A.E. Titan A.E., there you go. God, that would be such a good joke to do to somebody is buy all of those and make it into a box set and give it to somebody. It's just the Titans. This would be the only movie that I would watch off of that, though. I know. I'm not going to. I haven't seen I, Titan A.E. in a while, so I might watch that. But. I don't even know what Titan A.E. is. I mean, I remember. It stands it, for Titan A.E. The A.E. stands for After Earth. It comes in oh. apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic world. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had All a complaint noise, by a listener that noise. I haven't. There was a complaint by a listener that I haven't used that. We haven't used that voice in a while, so well, bring it back. Titan, Titan E is actually it's short for After Earth. Big <laughs> pride. Problem come prize. Come prize. Come prize. Come prize. Come Oh gosh, it's good. It's gold. All right, cool. Well, yeah, so that's that's it. Remember the Titans. Great great flick. We I absolutely love it. We remember the Titans. We remember the Titans very well. Very well. So I'm just going to say for the final question, very easy for me. Not as good as School of Rock. Yeah, I'd say my vote definitely not as good as, uh, as School of Rock. You put in Jack Black as Bertier. Uh... I think that I would like to see him in one of the main roles. I would love Yost. to see him as Bertier. You put him as Yost, Yost would be good, but just to hear him yell at Yost, I want to see him in the stands as Alan's dad. Oh, you can't look at my boy. You fleek. You're not going to do Gosh, I love Jack Black. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what's the main kid's name in School of Rock? Alex? Is it Alex? Uh, Alex D. Lins, the kid from uh, Home Alone 3? No. <laughs> you want me and Coop to move to Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, as much as he made playing in college. Everybody knows that. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, I don't know. I forgot what you asked. Hey, we didn't that. talk about Ryan Gosling. Well, that's the thing, you know. If we talk about uh, actors that made it in television, then you look at the one person from. There's only two notable names in this movie. It's Denzel Washington and Ryan Gosling, because Ryan Gosling's career has just it's just blown up, man. He is so famous, you know. He's so he's, big right now. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's out of this world, you know. In the Notebook, and he did those after this as he's like gone along, but now he's after Drive. Um, He's just become, like, a public figure almost. He's just Ryan Gosling. And La La Land. I mean, he's so great. Such a great actor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I love Gosling, man. I'm so happy that he's a big thing right now because yeah. he's great. I'm yeah. looking forward to Blade Runner quite a bit. Me too. Should, I'm should really be, looking forward to Blade Runner. Should be interesting. Have you, dude, have you seen the Blade Runner in a while, though? Uh, the, original? the original? Yeah. 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 I watched it. Watched it, uh, well, actually not too recent, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. That's one of those movies that it's uh, a little dated for me. It's I, definitely uh, dated, and the plot near the end is just like, wait, what's happening? That's kind of where I get with it. It just has, it has like such a big following, and everybody loves Blade Runner. And it's one of those movies that I didn't really grow up with, and I've seen it a couple times as an adult. And I just, I can't really jump on board with it. It's just like, yeah, I get it. It's a good movie for its time, but I don't, I don't enjoy watching it. You know what I mean? I I think I'm just more of a fan. I think I'm like a fake fan almost. (laughs) No, yeah, totally. I'm really looking forward to the new one. I think it'll be awesome. And so whenever people ask me about, oh, you're looking for the new one? I'm like, yeah, dude, Blade Runner's amazing. It's like my favorite movie that's ever come out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love, every time I eat a, piece of bubble gum i turned the wrapper into a unicorn <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you remember you remember the, uh, what it's about I'm like yeah you know uh, yeah <laughs> i always yeah. just say that i've read philip k dick's uh do androids dream of electric sheep and then i just feel superior to people because most people haven't read it so i have not no all i know is replicants and uh i did see irobot which, Good movie. Which it actually is not too bad. Holds up. That's like one of I, that's one of Shia LaBeouf's better supporting roles. Oh, I yeah. love him in that and uh, and uh, Constantine. Yep. Yeah, that's when God. he was kind of on his come up. His come up? I don't know. See, that's another one of those things. I'm trying to, you know, really yeah. try to act cool and say certain things. <laughs> <laughs> this is this this podcast is almost as long as a Point Break one now. So. Well. It's because we rambled too much. We did. In this one. We it's rambled. My, it's probably my fault. I'll no, take the it's, blames. It's both of our fault. Sometimes we, I dig I dig in to uh you know, too much nonsense. Dig in too much. Well, we're gonna we're gonna see you guys next week with a uh, a real special football movie. One that's very near and dear to our hearts. Do we say which one we're doing? Are we very are we sure that we're doing that? Let's keep it quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big surprise for next week. So huge surprise, huge surprise. So we'll let you know, basically, because we're not sure which one we're doing yet. But there's no guarantee on the box. No guarantee on the box. Hey, if you want me to take a dump in a box and mark it guaranteed, <laughs> I will. I got the spare time. Next thing you know, there's change missing off the dresser, and your daughter's knocked up. I've seen it a hundred times.
well, for your sake, for your daughter's sake, you might want to think about buying a quality product for me. <laughs> there we go again. There goes I the know. rambling. Another 30 seconds. We, we can just end the podcast and have a conversation afterward. I know. Sorry, I know. everybody. All right. Sorry, um, everybody. Social media. Follow us on Instagram. We have a Brofessor podcast. I've been doing a few posts on there lately. Um, Twitter, Brofessor underscore Jones. Not a lot of action going on, <laughs> on there. Um, but uh, find us at Professor Jones on SoundCloud and on Facebook. We really love the support. Keep sharing us uh, and liking it. If you do like our podcast, please uh, please give us a like and a share. That helps us get out to um, people that you know might love movie podcasts as well. So, um, big shout out to Michael Corson and Leanna Preston for all the artwork and music that has been done. Um, and shout out to Professor Jones. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Living our lives quarter mile at a time. And if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> <laughs>